0: The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. This is the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. According to a recent report from Career Builders, 78% of full-time working people say they live paycheck to paycheck. With about 56% of people saving $100 or less each month, it can be hard to save in today's world with the rising costs of healthcare. Day-to-day living expenses and stagnant wages for many people. It has never been more important to save for a rainy day than it is today. Stick around for today's podcast episode as I go over why you need an emergency fund starting today. Before I get started on this podcast episode, if you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. This podcast episode I wanted to kind of follow up on the last one that I did which was either saving money or paying off debt particularly with saving for an emergency fund of some kind. This podcast I wanted to cover why it's so important to have an emergency fund if you don't already have one because quite honestly, unexpected things are going to happen in life. And this is why it's important to have some money set aside because what typically happens is if you don't, you tend to go into debt putting things on credit cards and borrowing money to take care of emergencies. Things like auto repairs, job loss, and, and health issues, they really can happen at any time. Having an emergency fund in place not only allows you to take care of many sudden things that come up, but it can also, like I said, keep you out of debt, the kind that can easily snowball into an avalanche with an emergency. If you don't have emergency money set aside, there are some top reasons on why you really should start something as soon as possible. And probably one of the biggest reasons is employment. We all like to think we're not expendable with an employer. And the truth is that most people, they're not immune to losing their job. Employment is survival. Unless a person is in a position to have the income to never worry about getting fired or being laid off, this is really just the way things work. Statistics show that in this day, most people can expect to change jobs about every three to five years. This is due to layoffs, downsizing, and even not liking to work in a particular position. Gone are the days of getting a job and keeping the same one until retirement. It could still happen, but it's no longer the average for most people. Staying in the same position is just not realistic. Companies today are working on obtaining the model of more with less. Outsourcing work to other countries, automated job tasks and technology are also eliminating job positions. For most people, it's not a matter of losing your position, but when it will happen. Due to the increased philosophy of more with less so many businesses have, this has also made many working environments increasingly stressful and toxic. As a result, many people are spending less time with their families and having the time to enjoy life. And this has resulted in an increase in illnesses and depression. The good news is that there are still good employers in the world that see the positive production of a good work life balance. In my opinion, these are becoming more difficult to find, but they are out there. Having an emergency fund in place, it's an absolute need in today's world to buy some time from an unexpected job loss. With many unhealthy work environments, it's also a necessity for our health should we end up in a toxic work environment. You should almost always have another job before quitting your current one, but there is the occasion where you just have to get out for your sanity and overall health. Having an emergency fund in place can make a difference and it allows us choices. Another reason you need to have some type of emergency money set aside is for those unexpected expenses that I brought up. Unexpected expenses, they're just that. Most of the time, we we don't know when they're going to happen, but some of them we can plan for. Routine maintenance and car breakdowns, if you do own a vehicle, they're going to happen. Cars, they, they don't last a lifetime. They will break and eventually become a fixture in the junkyard or, or scrap metal. Even if you follow one of the best ways to remain debt-free by not having a car payment, you should be saving for repairs and regular care on your car. And to me, this is one of the easiest to plan for. With a used car that is paid for, just get in the mindset that a payment is due. Make monthly payments into an emergency fund. Cars today, they're just so expensive. And not only are they expensive, they're really not being made by the quality that they were at one time. Sure, cars, the, the engines might last a little longer, the transmissions, but if you look at the cars today, they're made more of plastic than they are metal. And there's, there's really more technology in them that is going to fail. And that's where the, the high cost a lot of times of repairs comes from. So it's important to have money set aside for emergencies that might come up with repairing a vehicle. Illness or injury is another reason to have some emergency cash set aside. An illness or injury, it can happen without any notice. There are people that have a job where there is no sick pay. Having money set aside can pay bills during an illness. This not only allows a person to rest easier during illness but also gives them the time to properly recover, ensuring better health. Injury can also occur without notice. You know, falling off a ladder while working on a home, riding a bike, or even just walking the dog all come with risk. Each day we wake up, there's the possibility of injury. If you have a job where you can get disability insurance, you should. Having money set aside can also be extra peace of mind should an injury occur. If you're like me and my family, planning for health-related items through the year, it's it's really quite a challenge. Dental and vision insurance do not cover much, and our high-deductible health care makes out-of-pocket expenses inevitable. We do have a health savings account, which I highly recommend if you work for a company that has one. Money can be set aside to be used for health-related expenses, and it's also tax advantage, meaning you put the money into an account before taxes, and this can lower your, your income for tax purposes. Even though a health savings account is good to contribute to, there will be expenses that still come up. Putting money aside for health and injury is a requirement in an emergency fund. Being a homeowner is also another reason to set emergency money aside. If you own a home, you know something will come up that's gonna cost something. Not only will it cost something, it will probably be expensive. Roofs and air conditioners, they only last so long before they have to be replaced. They can also be expensive to repair. Major plumbing issues can also leave you feeling depressed and angry. And this happened to me personally. If, if you ever buy an older home, make sure to pay for an extra thorough inspection of the plumbing. Cast iron, I'll tell you, it's, it's not meant to, to last. It is probably not realistically the case, but it always seems there is a minimum $300 charge when something breaks on, on my home. I can usually save money by doing many repairs myself with YouTube being my teacher, but when something does call for the experience of a professional, it always costs me a lot of money. If you own a home, plan for the unexpected by having an emergency fund. Something will come up, I'll tell you, and it will come up often. If you're someone that's uh, self-employed, a contractor, or your salary relies heavily on commissions and bonuses, then you're someone that should be especially planning for emergencies. It's easy to think that the good times will keep rolling. However, the economy can change without much notice unless you're really paying attention. I know people in occupations that do not have a consistent, reliable income. Often they will use credit to offset times of of lower income. This can be a dangerous game to play. If it is certain an income check will be coming and credit can be paid off, this is not necessarily bad. It's just part of working in a profession that usually has a lot of upside for increasing earnings. Having money set aside for down times can increase the odds of survival in a storm. For someone that's self employed, you know, a contractor or works on a lot of commissions and bonuses, living on less than you earn in these types of careers is probably one of the best ways to put some money aside into an emergency fund. This should be the path that everyone should follow, and it is particularly important for these types of careers. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you may be asking yourself, yeah, that sounds great. I'd like to save money for an emergency fund, but I really don't have the the money to do that. The truth here is most people do have some extra money to put aside. They just either choose not to do it or just don't realize that there are some ways to to save. So how can you save money for an emergency fund? And I'll tell you one of the biggest ones is to, to stop eating out so much. Food, it's a large expense each month for everyone. We all have to eat and it's certainly nice to dine out once in a while. If you're a person that likes to eat out on a consistent basis, just stop doing it. This is not to say you can never enjoy a meal out, you know, of your home. Just cut back on the number of times you're doing it and I almost guarantee you, you'll save some money. I realize that schedules can be busy and it's not always possible to cook at home, but there are ways to make it much more possible. Cook more than needed so there'll be leftovers. These can easily heat up for a meal. One of my probably favorite things to do is use a crock pot. This enables me to put everything together in the morning and then a meal's ready at the end of the day. Eating out is something we all do, but just limit the number of times you're doing it on a weekly or monthly basis. You will quickly find that you're able to save some money no matter how big or small that amount might be. If you're interested in reading about how much money you can actually save by eating at home or I do have an article on the website, smartstartmoney.com, on how dining out can make you broke. It's amazing on how much it actually costs to eat out regularly. There's a lot of money that can be saved. Another thing you can do to put money in an emergency fund is just kind of cut back on some things that you might enjoy. I'm not going to lecture anyone how to live their life, but at least cutting back on some of the enjoyments you may like can save some money. For instance, I don't mind sitting, sitting down and having a beer once in a while, but don't make it a regular habit to order one out someplace on the occasion that you're not cooking at home. It's not that I never do it, but just don't make a habit of ordering alcohol when you go out because it's very expensive. The cost of having an adult beverage while out can be, it's outrageous to say the least. And it is one of the biggest sources of revenue for many places. It's not only the beverages that contain alcohol, but also just drinks in general. When you do eat out, try ordering just water instead of soda, and this starts to add up. At the very least, order a soda with very little ice if it's coming out of a soda fountain. The drink is already cold when they come out of these. The ice is, it's the money maker. Fill the glass top full with ice and a splash of soda is the way most places do it to save some money. And this is certainly one of my biggest pet peeves. When I go to a lot of places, they fill the the cup with with ice, and then they're just putting in a tiny bit of soda. So I usually try to ask for very little ice. It would be great to cut out some of the vices we all have, but I realize it's not always realistic. At least cut back on some of these things and you can and will save some money. We all have things that get us through the day and to enjoy life. Don't completely cut them off. Saving money, it really should be fun. Just learn to cut back. Now, if you're a coffee drinker and you haven't noticed or don't drink coffee, there are some places that charge outrageous prices for it. And you have to think, is it is it gold or is it coffee? I myself like to have a, a cup in the morning. If you're paying three to $5 for a cup each day, This is a way to save some money. Just stop doing it. Make coffee at home whenever possible. If you need to get it while you're out, there are other places to get it that are less expensive. I'm not saying to completely cut out that expensive overpriced coffee. Treat yourself once in a while, but discontinue the routine of overpaying for it on a continual basis. This can save you money and add up. Quickly. Putting some emergency money aside, it can be challenging, but if you are having a difficult time, do some things to possibly earn some extra money. One of the biggest ways to save money is doing anything you you can yourself that you have the time to do. The savings in just a year's time, they really start to add up from learning simple home or auto repairs that you can do yourself to mowing your own lawn. The price we all pay for convenience or simple items that don't take a PhD to figure out, they simply, they cost a lot of money. You can also take on something that will earn some extra money, sell items online, or find extra part-time work in addition to your day job. And this can get an emergency fund set up in no time. When you start saving money for emergencies, one of the important things to remember is put an emergency fund, when you put it into action, it's important to place the money aside for this purpose only, for emergencies. Open a separate account, such as a money market account, or put it in an envelope for emergencies only. And try to put it in an interest-bearing account of some kind, but don't put the money at risk. Now, I know with today's interest rates, you won't earn much on it, but something is better than nothing. Savings accounts, money markets, or keeping money in cash only is essential to having access to it if the need should come. Yes, there there is an issue with this. With inflation, having money in just cash does become a little less over time with inflation, but That is just part of the cost of having it available. Some experts would argue that you should put your money in some type of investment that earns more than a traditional savings account. And this can certainly be done if it's done correctly. It needs to be something that money can easily be withdrawn from at any time without penalties or fees. Many types of traditional investments can increase or decrease in value over time. They may also have surrender charges or fees if you take out your money too early. It's just best not to have money in an emergency fund tied up for long periods of time. Once you have enough money set aside that you're comfortable with for emergencies, you can then put a little more away and stagger the maturity time as an option to earn a little more. One of the questions that comes up with starting an emergency fund is how much money should you put into one? There is really no right or wrong answer to the question of how much you should have an emergency fund, at least in my opinion. Most experts will tell you, you know, have three to six months of living expenses and that should be sufficient. I would mostly agree with this. However, the true answers are whatever you're comfortable with, and know you might need in the future. That's how much money you need in an emergency fund. Everyone's situation is different. Different occupations, income, and the place you may be in life can all be a purpose for why your emergency fund may be different from someone else. Although three to six months is typically the standard answer you'll hear, it's not the right one for everyone. My opinion is to save as much as you can that makes you sleep better at night. Once you get there, you'll be less stressed and can take care of many unexpected things that come up. Something is better than nothing. If you can only put a few dollars away each month to begin an emergency fund, this is always better than just sitting around and doing nothing. Through some time, it will build and become easier. A major benefit of having an emergency fund is that it will not only take care of many things that come up, but it will also help to keep you out of debt. Not having to put car repairs, home repairs, or other items on credit ensures you the opportunity to save more and spend less. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. Let me know your thoughts on starting an emergency fund. Are you someone that's trying to start one and having trouble or have you had one for a while? You can send any comments or questions directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com the next podcast, I'm going to be answering a question I recently received, and that question is, how much does four years of college cost on average in the U.S.? College costs in general have outpaced inflation, resulting in the cost of higher education doubling about every nine years. The problem with the college education in America is not that it costs money, but how much money it's become to get a degree. Join me on the next podcast episode as I talk about how much does four years of college cost on average in the U.S.?